Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host, Sean Gannon, along with my partner, Jack McNicholas. We're here to bring you news, notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. If you now have the chance, go check out our website, JustSayingFootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at Just Saying, no GWJS for article and video updates. And don't forget to check us out on Spotify at Just Saying Football. We like to be in your ears. Uh, we want to be there, especially yeah. with this week 17. Heck yeah. Some playoff implications on the line. Most of the teams secured right now. Uh, if you're in the NFC. So let's just jump right into our blog. And so we have the Denver Broncos making their way to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Kansas City's favorite in this one by minus 13 and a half over under here of 45. Too Nathaniel small Hackett. of a line. Yeah, too small. And Nathaniel Hackett <laughs> was just fired. Uh, so so it, is, it is crap city yep, in, Denver in Denver right <laughs> now. Sorry, Denver fans. You know, the NFL loves you. You've been a successful franchise. Amazon loved you. You know, but I got to tell you, man, you got too many primetime. You got more primetime games than wins this season. And we saw what you did on Christmas last week. Patrick Starr was laughing at you. The whole city of L.A. was laughing at you. I mean, man, you looked cam- You made Cam Akers look like Derrick Henry. And uh, I think this week um, I'm going to go right with Kansas City like my friend here. I would stay away from that over-under. Last time uh, Mahomes played them, he had three interceptions, three touchdowns. So, you know, there's something there that they can do something weird. But I just got a quick question for you. Pat Mahomes, 280 yards away from 5,000. Does he get it this game or does he get it I think game? I think he gets it this game. Absolutely, absolutely. But let's keep this moving along. You said everything I wanted to say for the Broncos, so we're good. Both let's going, Casey. It. Let's move it along into our Met games. Uh, when the Indianapolis Colts making their way to New York to take on the Giants. Giants are favored in this one by minus 5.5, over under here at 39.5. Now, we watched the Giants game together against yeah. the Vikings. I'm so sorry for the loss. Yeah. Uh, happy great game, though. We great think, game. We think it was a good game. We, th- we do thank God it was a, gay ga- a great game. I'm going with the Giants out the gate here. Indianapolis Colts, doesn't matter who you're putting in at quarterback, it is not the solution. Nick Foles, three interceptions last week. If it's Sam Ellinger, if it's Matt Ryan, the sitting, the starting, the sitting, the starting, it's up and down, it's up, it's right. Yeah. I don't like it. you got to stay far away from them. Giants defense is really, really good. They held the Vikings offense in check for the most part. Justin Jefferson does what Jeff- Jeff- Justin Jefferson does uh, and found the openings late in the game. They don't have that on the Colts team. They don't have Jonathan yeah. Taylor currently on that team. I really like the Giants in this one. Daniel Jones had a great game last week. Um, I don't think he necessarily will replicate that. Stephon Gilmore still plays really well. The Colts have a surprisingly decent secondary, so yeah. it might not be as pretty, but they definitely will get the win. And I, I think that the reason that the Giants can get the win is a good point made right there. Like, they have a great secondary, so it's going to have to go through Saquon, I think, a lot. Um, you know, only 14 carries last week, but 84 yards. You saw it yourself like we were talking about at the game. Um, you know, he was really just keeping these drives alive with, like, six-yard runs and um, just continuing that. The Giants have four scenarios. I'm not going to get into all of them. The main one is if they win this game, they will be in the playoffs. It doesn't matter if it's a six or seven seed. They're going to be in there. Got to get that dub. Um, right now, Dallas has that fifth seed. There's only going to be one left with the Giants. If they lose, it's going to be a really tough road uh, going into next week against Philly. But I'm going to take the Giants. They're at home. They're favored by five and a half. Go hammer that. I think that um, Daniel Jones played really well last week. You know, I've been waiting for a couple 300-yard games from him. He gave me 334. I mean, 30 for 42. I can't ask for more out of him. Um, and, you know, he's He's rolling. He's got the Giants rolling. Um, I think that the Indianapolis team, 1-5 under Saturday, just not what you want to see. This is a game the Giants needed in their schedule. They finally got it. All right, I like it. Let's keep it moving along. We have the New Orleans Saints making the way to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. 
Philadelphia is favoring this one by minus seven. Over under here at 44. Uh, Philadelphia coming off of a rare loss yeah. on the entire season against the Cowboys last week. Granted, it was Gardner Minshew in last week. You know, not Jalen Hurts, the MVP candidate. That being said, 24 for 40, 355, two for two ratio on that on the day. That's not bad up against an NFC East rival opponent, division opponent. No. Uh, and on the road. Now you're going to have the home crowd. Jalen Hurts not officially ruled out for this game. Yeah. Um. So he has potential to play. Expectation is though that they might sit him. Yeah. Most likely will just because they don't want to further this injury ahead of their playoff run. And that's like the great thing about having a viable backup is you have a guy like Gardner Minshew. He steps in last week. The offense still, it didn't look like it did under Jalen Hurts, but still Devonta Smith got it done. I mean, you know, you're looking at this Philly and, the, you know, this Philly defense as well as the Saint defense. A lot of what two they do defenses. is through the run game. And they're the two best running defense in the league. So I think it's going to be very interesting. It may be a lot lower scoring than we saw last week in Dallas with like a 70-point total. Um, but, I mean, you know, last week, um, you know, New Orleans is just trying to stay alive. And Absolutely. a win here would be good. I do think Philly gets it done at home. Miles Sanders had a pretty low game last week, so I'd like to see him kind of do a little boom this week. I like that. I think Philly's also going to get the win. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I don't know if it's going to be what they want. Both these defenses are really, really solid. But I think at the end of the day, uh, the Eagles got the win over them, forty to twenty-nine last year. I think they can kind of replicate that, just not, not as high score. Yeah. And I agree with you. I, I'd, I'd hit the under on the forty-four. Um, I would not. I'd stay away from that spread of minus seven. Yeah. I, th- I, Saints, I like a three-four uh, point Saints win. Are you know they are a good defense. So Great I, mean, defense. I don't think Minshew is going to throw for three fifty-five like he did last week. I think he kind of caught Dallas like off guard last week with the fact that he was kind of starting midweek, but. Um, you know, these teams have never, you know, they've placed the last four years and they have been very high scoring games. So, um, Philly at home, don't think they're going to be taking their third loss this week. All right. I love it. Let's keep this moving along. This is a game that no one really cares about unless you're fans of them. The Arizona Cardinals are making their way to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Now, the reason why no one cares about this game is because both teams are out for the playoffs. There's not a lot on the line for them. Atlanta's favoring this by minus three and a half over under here at 41. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the Falcons. Arizona Cardinals might still be with Trace McSorley. He cannot throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins, it appears. Uh, they have Colt McCoy. That might be a little bit better, but there's no Buda Baker for this team. He is the lifeblood of that defense. He is not going to be around. They just heard that J.J. Watt is now retiring. Great for J.J. Yeah. Watt. Uh, again, first ballot Hall of Famer. Love the dude. Should have won the MVP a few years back. Um, so I do like them, and I, I don't like them in this one. I just don't think that they have enough. For like, There's not enough for this team to want to go out there and win and want to go out there and play, I think, at the yeah. moment. And it's kind of evident the last few weeks. In the second half, they just don't seem to be there. So I like the Falcons in this one. Yeah, I I was, uh, I was like the Falcons at home. I think that they you know they blew their season when it came down to that Baltimore loss. And, you know, it hasn't been the expectation for Desmond Ritter that we expected the last couple of weeks. But the Cardinals, you know, they really – their defense – was stepping up at the right time last week, but the Bucks won that game for good reason. Like there were a lot of slip ups by that defense. It yeah. seems like unless James Connors running for six yards a carry, they really can't do much. Um, and you know the Falcons, they have a couple of ways of beating people. And Drake London's been playing really well, so I, I I'm gonna go with them as well. You know? Yeah, and don't forget this time Arizona is gonna be on the road. They don't have that home crowd behind them. That yeah. extra umph. All right, let's keep this moving along. NFC South showdown. We have the Carolina Panthers making their way to Tampa Bay to face the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is favored in this one by minus three over under here of 39 and a half. Uh, Tampa wins. They're in. They get the South. They secure their playoff spot. They don't need to worry again for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, so I am going I'm going with them. It's not the season everyone was expecting for them. Um, they're still seven and eight. They had, I think they're going to get to eight and eight. They're going to get the South. The Panthers had a great game last week. 
The odds that you run for 250 yards in the first half again, though, highly <laughs> unlikely. Uh, not just because the Tampa has a good run defense, but just like <laughs> replicating that and also going up like 21 to seven by yeah. like midway through the second like, quarter. Hard to do. Hard yeah. to replicate that. So I do think that this is not going to be the same game for Carolina. Darnold got lost in that shuffle of a great running attack from Deontay Foreman and Chubba Hubbard last week. He has solid output overall. Just played really efficient. Um, uh, hopefully he can recreate that and maybe secure a spot on the 2023 roster that yeah. he's kind of playing for at this he moment. Is, yeah. Um, but I like Tampa Bay. Tom Brady knows what's on the line, and I will say this now ahead of the playoffs if they win this game. No one wants to see Tom Brady in the playoffs. I don't care what this team's record. The playoffs are totally different animal, and this entire team has been there. Yeah, and they're they're like you said at the at the risk of winning this division, they get a home possibly game. Possibly having you know at best maybe finishing nine and eight, and they are going to have a home game, and and most likely they're going to be playing the Cowboys, who are the fifth seed. So at the fourth seed, I mean, and, and there was a point like you were me and Sean were talking about this off camera, but. There are two ways that goes. Either Dallas goes in and does what they've been doing and go off, or you have to deal with Tom Brady in the second round, which could be really scary for some of these NFC teams. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, the Vikings, honestly, in, in that respect. <laughs> and also, I do just want to say, the year that they won the Super Bowl, uh, they had to go on the road the entire time. Yeah. And, so, and until they made it to the Super Bowl, then they had the home yeah, team. Yeah, and you'd be shocked that he's had to do it so few times. But I think the Panthers here, we're talking about with the Giants, it's a win-and-get-in scenario for win you in a favorable in. matchup. And without J.C. Horn, uh, as Sean mentioned on the Thursday show, now out for an indefinite time with this surgery. I mean, that guy, you know, he, he was one of the best corners this entire year, and now you're going to have nothing against Mike Evans and Godwin, Godwin, who kind of have been underperforming. They need to get it going, too. I want to just mention that. Like, the statistical output from everybody but Leonard Fournette last week was very disappointing. I mean, well, I got to shout him. I mean, Leonard Fournette, 20 carries on the ground. First time we've seen that in a long time. Nine catches in the air. I mean, 29 touches for Leonard Fournette. That's, Absolutely great. Yeah, that's what that's they December want. That's Buccaneers successful football that we've seen the last two years. That's exactly what they want. Let's keep this moving along. When we have the Cleveland Browns making their way to Washington to take the commanders here. Washington is favoring this by minus two and a half over under here, 40 and a half. Commanders currently hold the seventh seed. Browns are officially eliminated, which is oh, not what they were hoping for when they brought Deshaun Watson in, who is on the worst four-game stretch yeah. uh, of his entire career currently. I was going to say, you know, it's not Brissett that brought this onto them, the fact that they've been eliminated early. It's the fact that the last five games that he's played, they have been losing. And it's, it, you know, they, they had that win a couple of weeks ago, and he was hyped. And now it's like you're saying, the worst QBR you can get over a four-game span this season, especially from him. I mean, that's that's um, not what you want to see. Now they got to go on the road. The commander's been playing great at home. Yep. And Brian Good Robinson Chase has been playing great. And Chase Young is officially not on a snap count this week. Yep. So, I and mean, he gets the home crowd. And he gets the home crowd. I think that this is a big week for you know the the receivers for Washington to prove that they can go up against a really top-tier secondary. Like That's the one thing the Browns really shut you down with is their secondary in Miles Garrett. Can their offensive line hold the defensive line of the Cleveland Browns? It's really going to be on the offense because I do think that the, the commander's defense is way better than the Cleveland offense. I Absolutely. just don't know if the commander's offense is going to be able to take on a very tough defense. Because that's the issue in Cleveland. It's not their defense. Their you know, offense. Heineke did get benched in the middle of the game, but his, he, he didn't play terribly uh, in the game. Uh, I, I wouldn't be too worried about that one. I think just at that point of the game, it just 
there was like four or five drives. They're just not yeah. moving the ball with him anymore. And, you know, you're, the cost you to wind down. Game's looking to be a little bit out of reach. So I wouldn't look too much into the Wentz being brought in. I think at that point, Ron Vera is really just saying, we're not going to risk you getting injured. We're just going to kind of play for next week. We're still in this. You know, we still have a chance for this going on next week with the home crowd. Uh, so I, I like them in this one. I, again, don't read too much in the Tyler Haneke benching in the middle of the game. Wentz is yeah. not going to be the answer for this team uh, at the moment. And hopefully Terry can continue to have a tear that he has been uh, with Wentz, man. Yeah, man, over a 1,000 yards for him. I mean, also Cooper, shout out my to guy. Amari Cooper, man. First season in Cleveland, despite the fact that it's been very dysfunctional. He's also hit the 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns there. Um, I like I like you know Cooper this week though for attention. I think the Commanders do let uh, wide receiver ones kind of slip by, um, but you know this is like I said with the Giants with the Bucks. This is a situation in the NFC where there are not a lot of playoff spots, and you have one week after this to get things right. It's time to for them for them to go win. So that's the key for me. All right, I love it. Let's keep it moving along into our good games. We have the Chicago Bears making the way to Detroit to take on the Lions. Lions favoring this by minus six over under here of fifty two points. They are expecting a ton of points in these in yeah. this one. Uh, these teams met in Week Ten, and the Lions won thirty one to thirty. Uh, great back and forth game. Tons of fun at Soldier Field. A little yeah. bit different in this one though because they are going to be indoors. Yeah, so I think that affects like definitely. Um, you know, I, I think the Lions at home, it's been interesting to see. They've had some really high-scoring games at home, some low-scoring. I think that this is going to, again, be, you know, kind of a high-scoring game like we saw. Uh, both these defenses are very leaky to the run games. Uh, you know, I see the fact that, you know, Justin Fields was able to score last week. Um, you know, me and Sean were talking about DeAndre Swift last time he played in this game. Eight fantasy points, but he's still got a chance to score. Everybody scores in these matchups between the Lions and the Bears. Um, so, you know, I think that this is a really good opportunity for both these teams to look at their quarterbacks, if you ask me. You know, Jared Goff has been playing great, 25-42, 355, 3-0 last week. Um, with Despite his touchdowns. the loss. Despite the loss, he's been playing better than, you know, they, they we all worried when they had the number two overall pick this year, are they going to get a quarterback? And it doesn't look like they'll need to. I don't think that they're going to need to, and I think that they're going to be able to use another pick they're getting from the Rams this year to get to build around him. Um, the Lions still in the NFC fight. Um, so I'm going to go with them. They need to win this game. and they, It needs to be competitive. I, I do believe that this last couple weeks is going to come down to some tiebreakers. So it um, starts here beating Chicago. And it's unfortunate because, you know, Chicago's already been out, but it's... It's, I don't know how, how do you feel about how do you feel about them? I actually like the Bears in this one, and I know it's like oh they're out, their offensive defense is yeah. not good, and all these things, and like it's all sacked against them. But there's one thing that every team in this in this position gets to play for in this specific game. Mm-hmm. Not only are you are you going on the road and facing your division opponent, you're facing a division opponent with a chance to make the playoffs, right? Yeah. No one wants to see their opponent in the playoffs, especially no. from their division. No one wants that. There always there has to be one. It's required by the NFL. Yeah. It's required. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to see anyone else in there. And if you have an opportunity to knock them out of the playoffs by giving them a loss and the few other things on the NFL get to go right, or you just make them suffer for one more week, I think that the Bears would love that. And I go back I think back to just a few years ago when Chicago had all their starters play against the the Vikings in week eighteen to win and we got in. Yeah. They were already in. And they still started their starters out there. Yeah. We got our ass whooped. Man. Yeah. And we did not make the playoffs. And that sucks. Like, that yeah. sucks as the opponent. So I think go out there, Justin Fields, go out there, Chicago Bears, be spoilers to this Lions season. You want to like yeah. really 
you want to take such a great story, such a great hard knock, such a great yeah. like, one and six start. Now all of a sudden they're seven and eight, and it's a chance for the playoffs. I have first time in in thirty years to maybe get a win in the playoffs, and all these different things. And then you can just say, but they lost to the Bears. Yeah, and they didn't make it. And they didn't it's make like, it. And, and be, be that classic. Be that ending. Be that ending. Chicago. That. Be the spoiler to your opponent's Cinderella story. Don't let them have the ending that they want. Just like ruining an opponent's dream, like Sean said, that's a that's kind of a beautiful thing yeah. in the NFL. So I think, I, I mean, I like the Lions at home still. They're favored by six, but I'll tell you, they're favored by six. I feel like Chicago has gotten ahead in these games that you don't expect them to, and the Lions defense can definitely let them do that. Lions um, are not the Bills, and the the Justin Fields and the the Bears were in it in the first half. Yeah, so, so. I think I think that you know it's it's a chance. Um, but Detroit at home, I'm I'm loving the story for them to make the playoffs. I'm on Absolutely. The other side. <laughs> All right, let's keep us moving along in our good games. We have the Houston Texans hosting the first place AFC South Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. That whole sentence is a mess. It's yeah. a mess. All of it. And you I didn't said make it, a mistake. I did make a mistake. I said it backwards <laughs> just, compared to what I normally phrase just, it. <laughs> It just this is the it felt like so long. I think it was like week four was the last time we were saying that they were in yeah. first place. And here Jacksonville is, masters of their own future, completely in their hand. A win and a loss to the Titans this this Thursday potentially, yeah. uh, and a win for them. And I mean they're in the playoffs, man. I mean it it could be huge, and we'll know you know by Thursday night. You know what we don't the deal know at is. the time of this episode is being yeah. made, but we will know come Friday when this episode is released. Yeah, and once the we outcome. do, I'm sure you know we're going to be reacting like, "Wow, I can't believe that you know Jacksonville is ahead." Like right now, they they have really sprung the end of the season, and they have said, "You know, we just got to try to win." And that's Doug Peterson right there, Dougie P. Um, the one thing that makes me nervous is Jacksonville is favored by four, and I just want people to understand something crazy about the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans, they only got two wins on the whole season. One of them is against Jacksonville. And the crazy thing is, is now you're sitting there and you're saying, wow, you know, how is Trevor Lawrence not going to tear up this defense? I mean, last time they played, it was a 13-9 to game. They're figuring out something. There's something about the receivers that they can't do. Maybe Jacksonville makes some adjustments this game, but they have, dating back to October 2018, have lost nine straight games to Houston, home and away. So I will use my surprise pick this week and go with the Texans at home. Like Sean said in the last game, nothing better than kind of ruining your opponent. And Jacksonville, Tennessee, they're going to have to kind of battle it out next week and try to see who's going to win this division. If they both lose... That's a scenario a lot of people aren't talking about either. You know, if one wins, the other wins, that's great. But next week, it's going to come down to some real stuff when it's, you know, if they're, they're one game in between. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence in three games has a 65 passer rating. He has less than 300 yards a game, and he has three touchdowns and five interceptions in three games against the Texans. So, hate to do it. Hate to kill the Jags momentum. But somehow, some way, the Texans are going to stay in these games. It's weird, even though the day we've said it, the Kansas City game, fourteen and a half. They call, they they send them to overtime. They did the same thing with the with the Dallas spread of seventeen and a half a couple weeks ago. And this week, Jackson was only favored by four. I think it's a surprise thing here. I wouldn't. Hey, look, this is a huge surprise, huge reach, but not unfathomable. Look, I would love to go with the. The Texans, uh, but I'll, I'll defer from you. I will go Jacksonville. 
because you won't be the spoilers because we they deserve it. All right, Texans, Texans, you you will not spoil this for Jacksonville. All right, <laughs> Destiny is in their hands. They deserve the Cinderella story, not the Lions. Yeah. All right, and the Lions was totally different. It's it's not because I'm a Vikings fan. It is. Um, it's like thirty percent of it. <laughs> like ninety nine point nine nine percent of it is. But no, I I I think that this is this is like fully Jacksonville's this is up to them. They win it and they're and they're they're and in they're it. They, they they secure everything that they need to. It will be a great story for Trevor Lawrence. I just I think that this is like the moment. I, I do agree with you though. There's every part of them, uh, every deep yeah. down in the my gut says Texans I'm really doing this to go against you. Yeah. I think that like I like the way that the Trevor Lawrence has been playing the entire team has been playing. I thought they really set up New York against the Jets on a short week. They get the long week to prepare for the Texans a little bit of extra time. Or maybe um, extra too much rest. Yeah, a little we bit of too know. much rest. They enjoy the ho- holiday a little bit too much maybe with that extra rest. No, but I, I think that this defense has been playing really well for Jacksonville. They're making mm-hmm. turnovers, that kind of stuff. Hopefully Trayvon Walker's in this one. But they're masters of their destiny right now. Let's go, Jacksonville. Let's get this win. Let's see, see you guys in the, first, in the playoffs for the first time since 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, since the Blake Bortles era. Oh, yeah. Remember that Don't time? Don't forget when, about the boat. Could have been the Blake Bortles versus Case Keenum Super Bowl that we never got but should have gotten deserved. Just a good part of the multiverse of madness in ah, football, bro. <laughs> I love it. Let's keep this moving. We have the Miami Dolphins making their way to New England to take on the Patriots. New England's here in this one. Minus two and a half. Over under here of 42. Um, I am going with New England off the bat. Yeah. Two is in the concussion protocol. You, uh, If anyone hasn't seen the fan video that's been circulating of the hit, take a look of it. Uh, he just falls down, hits his head on the ground really hard. After that, he went on to be like seven for 18. You were saying three yeah. interceptions. It was totally different from the first half of what we were seeing from him. So I don't expect him to be in this one, despite him not being listed as out officially as of right now, uh, which means that Skylar Thompson or, or Teddy Bridgewater will be in. And I just think that Bill Belichick can easily, easily, easily put together a scheme for, yeah. for a backup or a third-string quarterback. I think it's going to be a big run game. We saw like Ramondre Stevenson kind of un- underperform last week, you know, the Dolphins have had two heartbreaking losses in the last two weeks to the Packers and the Bills back to back. And with two out, I'm definitely going to go. With, I'm going to go definitely with New England. Um, the fact is, is you know, two and a half spread. Always hate those, but I think it should be. I think it's going to increase uh, throughout the week, especially as we learn a little bit more about Tua's status. Um, you know, at the end of the day, Skylar Thompson still has guys like Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Um, Huge shout-out to him. I mean, five for 143 in one last week. Jalen Waddle, um, he had like a, you so know, an 83-yard touchdown right out the gate. That really you know kind of helped them get going. Um, but this week, the defense of the Patriots has been creating a lot of turnovers, getting defensive touchdowns or special teams, putting them in a lot of good spaces where Mac Jones doesn't necessarily need to throw a lot of yards every game. But he's getting things done. You know, everybody's getting involved. Kendrick Bourne, 100-yard game last week. Jacoby Myers, a tipped-off touchdown last week. So I'm going to go to New England at home. I, I think they're playing well enough, and I think that Ramondre Stevenson uh, kind of bounces back this week. All right, I like that. Let's keep it moving along. We have the San Francisco 49ers making their way to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. 49ers favorite in this one by minus 6, uh, 4.05 p.m. game. Uh, I'm I'm going with the 49ers off the bat. I said it last week with the Raiders. They had the Cinderella ending to the. I keep referencing Cinderella. My word, they have a Cinderella ending in that game. It's a Cinderella time right now. Just, it really is. It's the holiday <laughs> Underdogs season. Underdogs sneaking their way into the playoffs. And I don't know, but the Raiders had this great ending. You know, fumble, interception, fumble to to Chandler Jones, and then the touchdown. I told everyone they were going to come back and just disappoint. Yeah, I could feel it in my bones. And it's not so much that they're going to disappoint this game. 
I think that the 49ers are the best team in football right now. And I think it's easy to get lost in the Bills and the Eagles for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is that they're on a third string quarterback who is not expected to play. They weren't expected to be playing Jimmy G at all this season. Many people didn't expect him to suit up for the, yeah. for the 49ers, including ourselves here at Just Saying. And here they are with a rookie, Mr. Irrelevant, who's just been playing lights out of football. Yeah. George Kittle's the first uh, receiver since Terrell Owens in 2002 to have multiple uh, receiving touchdowns in a game, in back-to-back games. I just think that they're playing great. This defense is number one in every single category it's that matters, and they're just playing great, great football. The 49ers are the are the team that's really terrifying right now. I think that the Raiders will have a, a solid game. I think this will be a really, really good game. I'll happily, happily think that this will be like a 30-24 to 24 win, but I just don't think the Raiders have enough to slow down the 49ers offensively yeah. or defensively at all. Yeah, and Josh Jacobs, I mean, last week in Pittsburgh, a season low 15 for 44 yards and definitely was not happy after the game. Um, This is not like the old battle of the Bays, you know, when you had, uh, you know, this is a now you got the Raiders in Vegas. So you're sitting there and you're in Vegas and you're like, okay, you know, it's a totally different new era, but it's the same old Raiders, man. I mean, this is crazy. They are six and nine. And we were expecting them. I mean, I even remember they started like one and four and we were like, this is so disappointing. And they started building their way back up and they just keep killing themselves, even in these games that are like the ones that they're winning. And I mean, the Raiders right now, Raiders fans, you want, you want to, you want a little, uh, so you're saying there's a chance opportunity that your playoff percentage is 1.25%. That is some scary stuff when you play in the third seed in the NFC. Sean said it. The best defense, possibly the best team. And they don't even got their quarterback or their top receiving option. And they are finding new ways to get it done. Um, Niners all the way. I mean, six six point favorites. Jeez, they should. They. Oh, my God. I hit the over on I'll that hammer one. that. Um, hammer that spread easily. But, yeah, eight-game win streak for the Niners. They're about to make it nine. I like that. All right. Moving this along, we have the New York Jets making the way to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Jets are favored in this one, minus two and a half, uh, 42 point over under in this one. Mike White is back. Uh, back. New York can rejoice. Uh, you can be super happy. And also, Zach Wilson will just be dressed in street clothes. He'll be inactive for this game. Yeah. Nothing to worry about. He won't be stepping on the field to ruin it. I mean, I, I hope I hope they at least give him a coat while he's standing there on the sideline. Dude. He can have because... hand warmers, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. But uh, to, you know, it's it's just unbelievable what we saw last week. Uh, Zach getting benched for a practice squad quarterback, um, you know, and then Robert Solid saying this is not the last time you'll see him. I mean, if you bench a guy in a nine point game in the middle of the third quarter on prime time, what second quarter? No, he's been inactive oh. twice. This oh, season. twice. This oh, is you're the, gonna say no. If you think about this, I'm so sorry. But this, this is the second time that this has had to happen to him. He's like a kid getting timeout. Everything that you're he got he got benched in the game. He's inactive for the next couple. Weeks. This is not. I don't know. You know it's Sean predicted a downfall, but geez, not not like this. Never like this. I never. I would never wish this upon anyone. All uh, this being said, I like the Jets though in this one. Um, I wanted to go Seattle originally before the episode started but for some reason mm-hmm. it's not just like mike white's back and so therefore they can <laughs> win um yeah it's not magic mike <laughs> it's not him no i really think that the jets defense is so freaking good i think i say it 
week in and week out. They have a playoff ready yeah. defense. DJ Reed not getting any pro ball nods clearly shows why this is a popular vote, not yeah. necessarily always skill based, because he's been playing as one of the best cornerbacks in all the NFL. They have the best cornerback duo in the entire NFL, yeah. I fully believe. Seattle's defense is not great. They're 29th in defense, which has just been killing them, and they're giving up 25.3 points per game. That's just not yeah. it's not a recipe One to win. One in five in the last six weeks. We're talking about downfalls. Yep. And Garrett Wilson, Mike Wade have a good rapport. I like that the Jets – I really like the Jets in this one. And yeah. one of the things – I think that since the dawn of the Legion of Boom, the the issue with Seattle's defense is that they cannot defend the tight end. And we've been yeah. seeing that the last few weeks. Jordan Brooks is having a pro ball caliber season, even potentially an all pro caliber season. He's leading the league in tackling. Uh, he's really stepped out of his first, his rookie season, where a lot of people yeah. thought he was going to be a bust. I will just say this that has always been their Achilles heel, and he's been struggling in that pass protection against the tight ends. So, um, so guys like uh, CJ uh, uh, Uzoma and uh, Tyler Conklin. But I think they can potentially it, have a the, day. The, we saw George Kittle. We saw George Kittle get two touchdowns, uh, two touchdowns against them a few weeks ago. So I, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if it can happen again. I like, I like the the Jets in this one for their defense. Yeah, they're definitely looking at the fact that, like you said, that's a great weakness for them to expose and a weakness that the Jets will be able to, especially with Woolen on Wilson all day. He's going to have to be checking down. Um, I definitely want to see the Jets running back step up. That's one thing Seattle is going to be trying to do is manage the clock with Kenneth Walker. Uh, the kid's got 800 yards on the season in like um, like 10 games. I mean, you got to respect his game. Uh, we knew he was going to be a beast. And Seattle, um, obviously, he was struggle, struggling. Uh, the whole team was struggling when he was out. So um, I think that now it's a, you know the best scenario for both teams. They're both healthy. They both have their... Um, stars in um, but I do like the Jets this is a very tough place for them to play but it's a very easy defensive matchup and Seattle is collapsing right now this is definitely gonna be a high scoring game I will say that um, I do think that Gino you know Gino's got 27 touchdowns and only nine picks on the season you got to shout him out for that but on the other hand his defense has been killing him the Jets have been taking advantage of bad defenses all season yep that's how their offense starts to look really good and who can take, uh, you know, who can get them the most potential outside of Mike White? Uh, nobody on their team right now, Absolutely obviously. <laughs> All right. Jets, you guys heard it here. All right, let's keep this moving. We have the Battle of SoFi Stadium uh, this afternoon at 425 when the Los Angeles Rams go to the other locker room <laughs> to take on the L.A. Chargers. Who the gets tra- the home locker room? <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess the Chargers in this one. So they're. Yeah, they're going on a different side of this one. Uh, LA's, uh, LA Chargers are favored in this one. I can't just say LA. It's going to get too confusing. The Chargers are favored yeah. in this one by minus 6.5. 40.5 point over and under in this one. Now, the Rams fucking dominated the, no. <laughs> dominated the Broncos. Uh, <laughs> they were the Krampus to the Broncos last week. That was just so – I mean, Cam Akers. What a beat – Sean, Sean's like, do I start Cam Akers? I'm like, who knows? And boom. Yeah, boom. It just, 23 carries, 118 yards, and a tr- and a just a freaking hat trick. Three touchdowns, <laughs> a hat trick on the day. Just fucking fantastic. I absolutely uh, love that. And then you got Eckler on the other side. Two, two touchdowns. touchdowns. In prime time last week. Eckler playing like the best running back in football <laughs> yeah. that no one wants to talk yeah, about I know. um everyone gives a lot of love to to cmc for his ability to to run the ball and to catch the ball out of the backfield and austin eckler the last like three seasons 
four seasons. Dude's actually. got like 120 Melvin, targets by the since way Melvin, on the season. <laughs> since go back to when Melvin, you want to put on some tape of Austin yeah. Eckler. Go back to when Melvin Gordon was around and when you'd watch the then backup Austin Eckler yeah. coming in and dominating the, the field. Yeah, like um, Melvin would go out and he had 15 catches. Yeah, just does not give enough credit <laughs> to Austin Eckler, I feel like, in the NFL. He just absolutely deserves it. I'm going with the Chargers in this one. I've said it for fucking years. Sorry for cursing, but that they deserve to be in the playoffs. And they're Fish. finally in the playoffs. At long last, the Chargers are in the playoffs. I Your love wish it. After three years, has finally come true. It's finally come true. And I remember this time last year, the Chargers got beat by the Raiders. Hurt <laughs> your dream. Um, so close. Oh, the one thing, the one thing I'll say to Baker last week: twenty-eight for twenty-four. Uh, Nickelodeon uh, VP last week. Uh, pretty awesome. Uh, no, but the one thing was, I mean, he was so composed. Denver has a defense that gets after you. They couldn't do anything to him last week. He was going through the progressions. He's obviously spent time learning this playbook. Um, but I got to say, uh, it's it's time for the Chargers to start making that mark. Uh, you know, we were excited about the Raiders. We were excited about the Broncos. Well, it's December. Reality has hit. And the Chargers are the second best team in the AFC West without question. They deserve to be in this uh, in this and. Beating a team like the Rams should be an easy feat for them. The Rams are kind of in the same place as the Colts, you know, to me, like very mediocre this season. Yeah. And we saw what the Chargers did to the Colts last week. All right. I love it. Let's keep this moving along. So we have our games of the week about to kick off. Sunday night football, Pittsburgh Steelers making their way to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Baltimore is favored in this one by minus three, over under here of 36 points. Uh, these teams met back in week 14. It's a few weeks ago, and Baltimore won 16-14. Yeah. Still potentially no Lamar Jackson in this one. Now, Pittsburgh, not out of the playoffs yet. Baltimore and Cincinnati in, so we could see three teams with the AFC North yeah. make the playoffs if they win this week and next week. Yeah, I mean, and, and as we always talk about, Tomlin hates losing records, never had one. If they win out the next two games, they'd be in the playoffs and then have 9-8, and eight, which would keep that streak alive. Um, this week, I am going to go want with it them to stay alive. on the road. I'm going to go with them on the road. Love that. If Lamar is not playing, it's guaranteed. If Lamar is playing, I think that what we saw last week against the Raiders, not only that Franco Harris looking down on this beautiful team on the anniversary of his beautiful play and an awesome comeback by, by George a lot Pickens of young guys. For the game-winning touchdown. Huge, yeah, George Pickens. Najee was making some amazing plays. Uh, at the end of the game, obviously that team was rallying around this the, each other and uh i think they do that this week the ravens i think they're going to be taking the foot off the gas pedal a little bit now that they've locked up a playoff spot um they're just going to try to get healthy try to get their minds right so they can like do that. at the moment yeah it's really all they're in a position to do uh, i mean man last week they got the win even though tyler huntley only nine for 17 115 not a bad game but i mean when you're only giving your quarterback 28 opportunities in general and 11 of them are rushing how much can you expect from him? Not much. I do think the Steelers' defense is going to be playing very hard. They're going to be trying to make this playoff run. I see what they did last week to Jacobs, 15 for 44. I think the same thing happens to Dobbins this week, and the Steelers go get one on the roof. Oh, yeah, everything. I was pointing earlier, making little hand gestures towards Jack, because I, I agree. I think everything you're saying is kind of yeah, exactly yeah. what I'm thinking. I, I think if Lamar is in this game, um, I don't know if he will be. There hasn't anything been confirmed by the Baltimore. They might want to bring him in for this game just mm -hmm. to get him back into like game speed, get him ready for the playoffs, and then yeah. maybe sit him next week. If Lamar's in for whatever reason, I don't know why they put him in. I'll, I'll lean a little bit more towards Baltimore. But as of right now, in this moment, I love the Steelers in this one. I think that this yeah. defense is going to step up, especially if it's Tyler Huntley. 
Um, their offense isn't great, the Steelers. They're, they're the third worst scoring offense in the NFL. They're only scoring 17.6 points per game. It's not what you want to see. Yeah. Um, but you've seen just subtle improvement, slow improvement from Kenny Pickett just based on his reads, his dropbacks, his understanding of yeah. offense, the NFL game seed, all things that you want to see him grow. As they're now in this late game stretch where these games begin to matter a little bit more. And, you know, the Steelers have a division game this week. They get a home division game next week against the Browns. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay tuned for just saying. Yeah. Some things in the work of potentially us being in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, but for me, I think that they're they're playing for Mike Tomlin. People love him. They want to keep this record alive for him. They have a chance of making the playoffs here. Yeah. Um, they got a chance to beat their division opponent. We were talking about it all episode, beating your division opponent. Uh, you know, getting your, your end of the story that you want, not the story that they want. Don't let the Ravens ruin your season, Pittsburgh. No one thought you were going to make the playoffs. I don't think you were going to make the playoffs. Jack didn't think you were going to make the playoffs. I don't think a lot of Steelers fans thought you guys were going to make the playoffs. Surprise everyone. Show why Mike Tomlin yeah. is fucking... Is Mike Tomlin. Yeah, and it's like... <laughs> he is him. He's like literally I mean, right behind you know, like Bill Belichick. I mean, he's in that Bill Belichick, yeah. Andy Reid... Like he's got the Super Bowls. He's in the playoffs every year. The he's got the wins. Titles, the wins. Everything. So, I mean, don't anybody sleep on Mike Tomlin. Anybody can coach their way out of these next two games, in divisional games. It's Mikey one Tomlin. One on the road, one on the home. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, Mikey Tomlin, uh, Baltimore. I mean, that Baltimore started by 3-2, so that's a nice little underdog. Throw yeah. that in the parlor. Yeah, throw that in there. Uh, maybe in live bet it if you want. All right. Yeah. Our last game of the week and our last game of the episode, we have my Minnesota Vikings making their way to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Green Bay is favoring this one by minus three over under here of 47. Um, what are your thoughts going into this one? Obviously, you saw the Vikings yeah, play firsthand. I did. And uh, obviously, I, I was mad, but I can't be mad at a guy kicking 61 yards. Um, you know, the Giants are the team that's done that the most uh, in the last, like, 50 years have allowed the most 60 yards. So I saw that. I'm like, oh, no. And uh, But you got to give it to it. The Vikings fight. They get to the end of the game, and they win the game. They have Jefferson they have Thielen. They have T.J. Hemmonson, who is officially T.J. Hemmonson after his game last week. Yeah, 13 receptions, 109 yards, and two touchdowns, including a great touchdown reception, which I, I thought double he, cover. Yeah, I didn't think that he was going to catch that all. And that was on a third and like one. I'm so was, bad about that. Yeah, that, I couldn't believe that one. Um, I'm going with Minnesota in this one. Um, I'm worried about Green Bay. I, I don't yeah. want to see Green Bay in the playoffs. I don't want to deal with Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. It's giving me anxiety thinking about them uh, in the playoffs. And I don't like that. I don't want to deal with that kind of anxiety. I'm in, I'm in the fantasy finals right now, and that's already stressful enough. Um, so I can't deal with more of this, Minnesota. Um, <laughs> unfortunately. No, unfortunately. I'm, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm chilling. Um, so I've been talking a lot about this episode. You, you get to, you're the, you're in charge of the story, Jacksonville. You're in charge of the story, Chicago. Um, I Minnesota is in charge of the story. We opened the season with a blowout win against Green Bay. Yeah. Outs, that is the only blowout win of the season. Everything else has been one possession win. <laughs> Just heart right? attack after heart attack. And it's been intense. <laughs> and uh, and it's I don't like it. Green Bay still has a chance at the playoffs, which is surprising. Um, and really thought Miami was going to ruin it for them this week. Mm-hmm. So Minnesota ruined their season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go, go out go there. Go do the opposite. <laughs> do, yeah, do the opposite of what we have gotten to be on the receiving end for so many years, which is a swept by the Packers, zero playoff hopes in the end of the season, and just kind of utter sadness. Let's give them yeah. a taste of their own medicine that we've been that we've been doled out for year after year after year. 
I think that we have the offense to do it. Our defense, though, especially our secondary, is going to need to step up in this one, especially up against Christian Watts. He didn't have two overthrown balls and a botched handoff last week, preventing him from scoring and getting more plays. But he, he's he's definitely their guy. you got to watch out for him. But come on, Minnesota. Let's let's ruin the Green Bay Packers season. Zadarius Smith, have a fucking day. Let's get three sacks, my guy. Yeah, you know, I I want the I wanted to see the Packers, you know, at originally kind of win this game because if they somehow get the seventh seed and the Vikings are the second seed, then they got to go to Minnesota and basically do the same thing and uh, play again uh, in the, in two weeks. So the one thing that I think here is that the Vikings last week against the Giants, Giants were throwing so many blitzes at them. Obviously, that's yeah. the Wink Martindale kind of defense, but what the what the Vikings have been able to do is they really are able to control the clock. Um, they're able to get their passing game down, and they're able to stop a lot of teams on third downs. Um, the run game for the Packers last week, uh, A.J. Dillon had 11 carries. He was a lot more involved. But then you got Aaron Jones. I don't know what the hell is going on with Aaron Jones. You get eight touches, and you get 34 total yards in a game where, you know, I understand that they were behind. I understand that they were in situations where they were set up to maybe do more of a power running scheme. But if you want to not have to go down to it with Miami at the end. You need to be able to beat those teams better than, than a game ceiling. It wasn't the offense that won that game. So um, for me, it's really about the fact that, you know, Green Bay is fighting, but I don't think that the Vikings have been able, like you said, to close out these games to win. That is why they are 12 and three. Uh, so I'm going to go with them right out the gate. I think that Jefferson Jair Alexander is probably going to be one of the best uh, back and forth uh, for corners and wide receivers all week. Um, but, you know, the Packers are at home. And this just kind of seems like you're saying, like, it's either you get to the playoffs, you do your thing, or I could see a very upset Aaron Rodgers interview at the end of this where he's like, yeah, well, you know, maybe it's time to think about other things. I would love that. Let's have that <laughs> outcome, Minnesota. Let's see if that can happen. All right. That's all the time we have, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Make sure to set up your fantasy lineups. This is, you know, depending on your how your fantasy football works, this is yeah. your last week, maybe. I know. So enjoy it. If you're in the championship like Shanzi, make sure to set those lineups. Make sure to... No uh, Thursday night know. flexes. Yeah, no Thursday night flexes, obviously. And uh, the fact is here, you know, if you're in the toilet bowl like me, just make sure you don't got to do that punishment anywhere in between. Just enjoy the fact that you may have a higher draft pick next year. Uh, but enjoy it. Week 17 is over. We got one more week left for you. It's going to be wild. We have um, New Year's coming. So happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year. And uh, just always enjoy us. Just saying football.com. Just saying football on YouTube and Spotify. Go subscribe there. Get notifications every time that we post uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And Instagram, just saying no G, WJS, for all your article video updates. Thank you guys for checking us out. Enjoy. Enjoy.